Welcome to From a Particular Point of View. I'm Dale. This is a podcast where we look at American life and times from a perspective of faith. There's only one God, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. We're on a mission from God. Politics. Why should I trade one tyrant 3,000 miles away for 3,000 tyrants one mile away? An elected legislature can trample a man's rights as easily as a king can. Nerd. Nerd! 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 I'm a nerd. I'm pretty proud of it. And enlightenment. What the good doctor hasn't uh, let you in on yet is that your test shows that you're a genius. Please. Your IQ scored right off the charts. There isn't even a classification for you. It was so high. All of your tests indicate that you have the most advanced intellect in the history of humankind. It will test your head and your mind and your brain, too. So sit back, literally or figuratively, and enjoy American life and times from a particular point of view. 106 miles to Chicago. we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Lighten up, Francis. My lords, my ladies, and everybody else here not sitting on a cushion. Today, today... You find yourselves equals, for you are all equally blessed. For I have the pride, the privilege, nay, the pleasure of introducing to you a knight sired by knights. A knight who can trace his lineage back beyond Charlemagne. I first met him atop a mountain near Jerusalem, praying to God asking his forgiveness for the Saracen blood spilt by his sword. Next, he amazed me still further in Italy when he saved a fatherless beauty from the would-be ravishings of her dreadful Turkish uncle. In Greece, he spent a year in silence just to better understand the sound of a whisper. And so, without further gilding the lily, and with no more ado, I give to you the seeker of serenity, the protector of Italian virginity, the enforcer of our Lord God, the one, the only, Sir Dale. Hello, everyone, again, once again, welcome to From a Particular point of view. I'm Dale. Um, It's Saturday, this 4th. Yeah. Welcome to June. Um, Let's, I guess, jump into some news here, I guess, before we get into our main topic, which the the main topic for today is, um, is a, a, a a review of, of Top Gun of Maverick, of Maverick. So I went and saw it last weekend, I believe is what it was. And I'll tell you my opinions on it and everything else and what I have other things about it and whatnot. But, um, um, yeah, <laughs> I guess what's this week is what's been really hot and heavy. The news is the, the shootings. Uh, there's been, I think, twi- two of them more that I have heard about since Uvalde, Texas. Um, and if you heard the speech of former Vice President Joe Biden, again, he's not the president. My personal opinion, he is not the president. So as long as you get that in your mind, <laughs> he gave a speech saying there's been. There, he said there's been twenty mass shootings since that day in Uvalde. And of course I looked it up and amazingly enough, all the news sources, um, all these other sources I've seen all coincide. Amazingly enough, they coincide with them. Okay. It goes, it's, it's the lowest 17, 
but the the New York Daily News says the U.S. has had 20 mass shootings since Uvalde. Really? No, they haven't. Then again, it also, I guess, sure depends on your idea of a mass shooting. I think I heard one time that a mass shooting is four people shot at once, I think, which isn't really a lot. I mean, one life is too much lost in a shoot in a shooting. But for a mass shooting, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so the news is pumping this up to go along with their lord and master, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, so there's been uh, at least, um, I know of two, and one of them, I believe, um, which I thought was really interesting because one of them was a man who was unhappy with his surgery in a hospital, and he went in to make amends, I guess, in his opinion, with his doctors. Uh, oddly enough, I thought this was really weird, is that the news I heard it from, right off the bat, said it was a black man. Again, why color has to do with it is kind of irrelevant, but the fact that they actually named a black man in the shooting was like, the one who actually did it was like, wow, um, did, did, did the mass media slip up and say something they weren't supposed to say? Because usually, um, if, it's a white, if it's a white man who did the shooting, you know everything about him, like, before it even happens. Yes, the media loves to cover that. If it's a black guy or something like that, usually they cover it up for a day or two. Just to, okay, how can we spin this to make white, to make old whitey look bad? How can we spin it? That's my personal opinion, of course. But anyway, <laughs> um, as I understand it, Congress passed, I think along party lines or close to it, a bill um, that would boost the age of your ownership from 18, I think, to 21, which is interesting because I joined the military before I heard 21, and many other, uh, other people in my platoon did too, but yet we still operated weapons. Hmm. I know some young men who were 16, 17 years old who were way more mature than guys I know who were 30 years old. So just boosting the age ain't going to do nothing. Uh, Biden did make the connection that, well, most of the shooters, if not all of them, have all been young men under the age of blah, 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 blah. I guess so what? You know, anyway, I guess there's also a thing about um, about the magazine size. They want to limit that. However, I don't know if you caught it, but I don't know what senator it was. He had a hearing he was speaking on, and he was doing it from home. And he had three or four of his own pistols, and he was trying to show the committee that if you lower the the amount of um, of magazines, or the amount of you can carry in a magazine, some guns are relatively effect- ineffective. They, they should become useless. You, you can't use them because they need a specific size and specific length of magazine that'll fit so many bullets. And that just, if you outlaw, I think 17 or 15, whatever it is, if you outlaw that, you effectively make the gun illegal and useless. Well, maybe not illegal, but at least useless, which, you know, who would own a useless tool like that? So anyway, they also want to, um, uh, they would love to ban semi-automatic abilities on, on, on firearms, which pretty much is nearly every single one, unless you're talking like flintlock or something. But to my knowledge, every single weapon well, except, except flintlock and maybe bolt-action rifles. But everything else is pretty much semi-auto to a certain degree, and that would effectively, you know, and, and I guess they missed the part in civics class in the Second Amendment where it says, you know, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But, of course, they don't see that. They only see what they want to see. Anyway, um, so as I understand, that died in the Senate, which is great because it shouldn't be up for vote at all. Another thing I want to kind of want to get into that's been really irritating me is 
Everyone is celebrating celebrating Gay Pride Month. June is not gay. Pr- I don't know who thought of this, but it's an idiot thing to do. Gay Pride Month. How ridiculous. So now if you look on online, everything else, every company has got to have their little rainbow thing up, which the left has stolen the rainbow from God. That's God's design, his idea. He made it. He invented it. He brought it to the planet. He brought it to us. And then sinners, people, I guess, you know, they say love is love. No, love is not love. If you think about it this way, um, if you have two women um, who deeply love each other but don't have sex, so that just makes them really, really close, you know, like sisters. And so does that make them lesbians? Of course it doesn't because they don't have sex. You know, and same thing with, with men. I mean, in the Bible, King David and Jonathan were, were it even says, closer than, they were closer than than, uh, than their wives, but they did not have sex. They were very, very, very close to each other. Very close. Does that make them gay? Of course it doesn't. You know, they say love is love. And I have to argue with, no, gay is lust. If you get your rocks off making love to somebody of your own sex, that's lust. That's There's nothing love about that. You can love somebody without having sex with them. It's true. Try it. <laughs> so, yeah, when I hear about love is love, it just makes me vomit. It's just dumb. And then having a whole month to celebrate it. I'd like to know, when do straight, white Christian men get their own month? Oh, we can't because that's racist, sexist, and homophobic. Oh, sorry, my bad. Is that, yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to offend anybody. Well, maybe I did. Anyway. <laughs> but the thing I have to question about is they have, there's a whole month now to shove that LGBTQ, LMSTQ, RST, plus, minus, extent, vote. You get the idea. The shove that in everybody's face. So if you don't celebrate with them, then you're a hater, you're a bigot, blah, 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 blah. But yet, if I try to proselytize, if I try to preach, if I try to exclaim my love for God and Jesus, don't you shove your religion in my face. But then if you do if you do try to shove gayness, or what we want to talk about, the pride thing in somebody else's face, then you're a hero. Not hypocritical much, huh? Yeah, I didn't think so. Anyway... <laughs> I'll continue on is here's something I threw in here just for the heck of it, just because because it's been a hot topic. I haven't followed it at all. The only thing I really follow it, I didn't know, I didn't, I just I noticed pieces of it here and there in social media. And if it wasn't for like Facebook and, and Twitter, I'd have no idea this was happening. What's happening? What, what what just did happen? The Johnny Depp case. As I understand, it was a huge uh, domestic dispute issue. I heard that he, she, deflant, uh, or, or insulted him somehow, and I'm going to sue, or, or something like that. So he sued her, and I guess it was a he said, she said thing, and he won. And the odd thing is, is that every female online that I know, on the internet, on social media that I know, every single one who really cares about it was rooting for Johnny Depp. I don't know anybody who liked whatever her name was. So it's, I thought that was kind of strange. I thought I, at least I have one. And I have a couple, I, there's a couple people in my friends list and in my family list on social media who are pretty leftist. They're a little bit, okay, a lot more liberal than I'd like them to be, but, you know, anyway. But they were praising Johnny Depp for, for winning the case. So it's like, you know, I didn't give a squat. It's like, he's getting sued for what? Okay, whatever. He won? Good for him, I guess, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so, with all the news that's fit to, or you get the idea, something. Now we come to the important stuff. Oh yeah, the important stuff. Your reputation precedes you. 
That, of course, is the trailer to Top Gun Maverick. Um, I, at first, granted, I am not a big Tom Cruise fan. He's okay. I like the the action in his movies, um, the special effects, that kind of stuff. But Tom Cruise really isn't my favorite actor. Um, so I was like a little apprehensive, but I thought, you know, I guess what got me about this was the 80s thing. I did see Tom Cruise in the 80s. Or not, yeah, Top Top Cruise. That's a good one. That's a nice flubber right there. I did see Top Gun in the eighties. I thought it was pretty good. I guess there's a you know some. You know, I really wasn't crazy about the the romance scenes in there. Of course, I don't know any young guy who wants to see romance on you know. You just want to see, you know, fights and and planes, explosions and bubble. You get the idea for guys and romance isn't quite the guy thing. And of course, there is a scene uh, in both movies, of course, where it shows the the, the men. With that glistening sweat um, on the beach playing volleyball, you know, eye candy for girls. But okay, let the girls have their piece too. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but um, uh, anyway, so it's Top Gun, um, starring. Uh, let's see, directed by Joseph Kosowski, whatever. Screenplay by Aaron Kruger. Uh, story: uh, Craig, Peter Craig, and Justin Marks based on characters by Jim Nash and Jack Epps Jr. I wonder if they were the right original ones. Anyway, um, it was produced by, uh, co-produced by, by by Tom Cruise. Not that means anything good. Anyway, stars Tom Cruise, of course, Miles Teller, Jennifer Connelly. I was surprised to see her in there. Uh, if you remember Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly, uh, for those who are old enough to remember um, um, The Labyrinth. Yeah, with What's-His-Face, the singer dude, who's passed away, I think, now. But anyway, uh, it was good to see her in there. Um, John... Ha- John Hamm, Glenn Powell, Lewis Pullman, Ed Harris, I remember him, and of course Val Kilmer, who of course is the admiral and head of the of the the Top Gun class in this movie. So um pretty much it, it you know it opens up with him doing a test flight and of course with any daring um test flight anybody who pushed the buttons to push the extreme and then some um they were trying to prove that a, a, particular, a particular plane could go a certain speed, and he knew it could, but his people wasn't quite sure, 
and all they had to do is go to that speed, and that was it. Actually, that was the, the that was the the the, um, the orders. Get that speed, and that's it. Of course, he made the speed, of course, but he, of course, couldn't quite keep it at that speed, and he pushed it. And, well, things happened with the plane, and anyway. And I guess as the storyline goes, uh, after he, after the first movie, he says, they, they told him, you can have any assignment you want anywhere in the world. He says, I want to, be, I want to teach a Top Gun. Well, of course, he went back and forth between Top Gun, I think, in different places, Um it says, uh, on the plot, over three decades after the events of the first film, Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell was serving as a U.S. Navy test pilot who had a, who had a, a avoided, prom- <clears throat> who had avoided promotion to continue flying. Uh, again, he's still a captain, and even, even uh, Val Kilmer, or Iceman, he was an ad, he finally, I think, retired, I think, or retired anyway, is an admiral. That's what he reached as. Um, Rear Admiral Chester Hammer Kane approaches him to shut down the hypersonic it was a, the Dark Star. So it was a jet he was flying. Anyway, he pushes it and gets in trouble. And he somehow, because he thought he was over. He thought, that's it. I'm screwed up so many times. Because again, after all these years, he's still only a captain, which means he screwed up so many times. They didn't want to get rid of him and he wouldn't retire. So they just pretty much kept him doing crazy things. Maybe he'll kill himself. I guess that's what they're thinking. I'm thinking, I don't know. Anyway, so... Iceman, um, the the admiral, I gave the I guess gave the orders get him into Top Gun. So he became the new you know, and of course as you heard in the uh, in the you know in the this the the Maver- the, uh, the trailer there, the the young lady Jennifer Connelly said we're the best of the best. Who's going to teach us? Yes, it was a little bit arrogant, but she had a point. If, if each one of those people is the best in the world, at least in our part of the world. Who's going to teach the best? Well, as we found out, it takes a little bit more than just the best of being a fighter pilot to to train people. It takes guts, skill, you know, insight. You get the idea, and all that and more, of course, is you know what what Maverick was. And in uh, part of it, then, and actually, they came back as a training for a secret special mission that takes uh, not only the best planes that they have, but also the best pilot. And they're trying to do a secret mission that takes incredible amount of strength and endurance through really high G's. And nobody could do it. Nobody could do it without it, it, without messing up. Of course, they didn't do the, the mission itself in where they was trained. They actually had a computer generated. They would fly the plane like it was going through this mission. But the computer showed something else. The computer showed them actually flying through mountains and blah, 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 blah. Well, nobody could actually do it. And people were saying it couldn't be done. It couldn't be done. And... He, and, and I guess Maverick got in trouble again, and he was told, okay, that's it, you never fly the plane again, you're out of here. Well, he, for the most part, I guess you could say steals a plane and does the mission, or the, the, the test mission. He gets out there, and he flies it exactly how it's supposed to be done, and he gets to, I think, and I think the secret is, is when you're, when they're getting ready to, to uh, when you're going up, going up the mountain, there's a little bit of, of pressure right there, and G-forces, and of course... As you're going down, as you, as you, because you have to go over a mountain pass, down to the valley, release a missile or something, a bomb, and then as you're going up, because it's a really steep, deep valley, and as you're going back up the mountain, you have like incredible G's, and you still also have to zero the weapon that's going to hit. So you have to keep awake enough to fly the plane and to zero the weapon under immense G forces. Now, uh, so, um, 
yeah, so it was pretty good. He, of course, showed that you can do it. I mean, he barely did it, but he did it. So that gives everybody else inspiration, which is great. You know, um, unfortunately, with this movie, I mean, it was uh, great cause considering <laughs> that there are some, um, some, uh, play, some groups, I guess, who didn't like the idea. Uh, I guess there was some conspiracy that they trade out a patch on his jacket uh, for Taiwan, and I guess China was a big funder of the movie, and they found out that he's something about, you know, I, and I guess, of course, there was an issue with with China and Taiwan happening, and, and so they didn't like it that, uh, that Maverick wore a Taiwanese patch on his jacket. I don't know why. I guess that's where maybe everywhere his ship went. Who knows? And, of course, you have different places. Um, I guess CNN stated that it was propaganda war propaganda um about how it was all about guns and masculinity and america and it's like you know when i saw it yes there was a lot of masculinity there of course it's top gun duh but there were two very strong women there who equaled out the masculinity there is a bar owner there i think he was who was the love interest and she didn't rule her bar with an iron fist per se but everyone knew who the boss was. Everyone knew that she owned the place and that she everybody had fun, but they knew how to behave. And, of course, there was the female fighter pilot who was one of the best. I guess she's the best fighter pilot in the world, allegedly, supposedly. <clears throat> but when it comes to uh, <clears throat> warmongering or whatever, it's like, well, you know, I forget who said it now. I think it was, was it Teddy Roosevelt? Or another president who said, you know, the best, you know, the best defense, you know, the, or maybe he's Abraham Lincoln. I don't know about how, how do you keep a, a, a safe, secure country by, you know, by defend, by, by defending it well, by increasing your military. Just because you have a big, powerful military does not mean you're going to use it. I mean, many people go out with guns, you know, up to the side, you know, conceal weapon, whatever. Does that mean they go out shooting every dog on day? Oh, no, of course not. But they always keep it on them just in case. So, anyway, uh, so there's been harps about it's too masculine, maybe a little bit not, you know, but there's, again, compared to last one, there's more feminine in here than anything else. And during the beach volleyball scene, they did show the lady out there. Of course, she's wearing a sports bar or something, which, of course, they kind of have to do that. Well, not have to, but you get the idea. But it still, it showed all the guys glistening in sweat, making all these you know, these poses and these crazy, you know, hits on the volleyball. And you would think that the feminists or maybe the ladies would, would, would harp about that. But I didn't hear nothing about that. So anyway, and they also said it was, it was too American, too American. It's like, well, gee, they're flying American fighter pilots in an American fighter pilot school for the United States Navy. It's, and, and, and the funny thing is that I didn't, I mean, I saw no USA, USA, nothing like that. I didn't see, I mean, there, yeah, there are some American flags there, but I didn't see a lot of heavy patriotic stuff on it. I've seen more in other, in other movies. So, you know, now I, I guess what gets me about it is that um, in a certain matter, the new movie almost mirrored the old movie. Um, in the old movie, he gets in trouble, and well, no, he doesn't get in trouble, but the, the other guy who's supposed to be ahead of him in Top Gun, he gets, he, he gets sick, and him... And, of course, he, everybody knows he's got an attitude. Maverick does. And so they don't want to send him, but they have to. The same thing here. You know, and uh, it's there's a lot of the same things. You almost know what's going to happen before it happens. Because if you've seen the first movie, 
you say, okay, I know what's going to happen next, and it does. The only thing that's a little bit different is this time nobody dies in the air, uh, unlike the last one where where Maverick's uh, co-pilot Goose, um, in an unfortunate accident, I guess gets killed in in the, in a training accident, which does happen sometimes. But this one here, um, it's not a pilot who gets killed. At least not a you know it's it's not um, a active pilot who gets killed. And there is a funeral scene. And it also shows the uh, memorial activity of, of pounding pins in the coffin, which I thought was interesting. The first time I saw that was in um, American Sniper, a uh, story about Chris Kyle, where uh, one of his buddies died, and he pounds his, you know, and his pin, his uh, flat, you know, because he's, he's a Marine, he pounds his pin in there, and I guess the unit, so there's like eight or ten-ish or whatever pins in this coffin, you know, showing the love of his unit. And, of course, in the very last scene, if you've ever seen it, you'll see a coffin filled with pins for those who died, you know, for those who, who loved him and who knew him. And apparently there's a lot of Marines, a lot of Marines. Anyway, so um, so I didn't really like the idea that it so closely mirrored the first one. I was hoping it'd be a little bit different, a little more different than what it was. So it was okay. Besides that, also, um, I, I asked somebody about their opinion on what do you think? Because I guess they're saying that um, in the mission they were doing, um, in the mission you you had to do, um, I think they said at least seven, six or seven G's uh, to successfully do this mission. And as I understand it, uh, what four or five is probably the best humans can do without blacking out. Well, in the movie, you said, well, you have to do at least seven. They're going, seven, oh my God, we can't do that. Well, of course, Mr. Hero in the movie did like 10.3 G's. Which I understand really, you know, and what they did mention in the movie was that during this bank up the hill to get over the mountain, it's like, it feels like you weigh 2,000 pounds. And it's like, wow, I mean, I mean, I know that's why they, as I understand it, that's why the flight suits are quite tight. And that's why they have certain seatbelts in there. You know, I guess they're called compression suits and certain seatbelts that, you know, keep you. So that way it it does the best to keep your blood and your head where it belongs and not the rest of your, not your feet or the rest of your body. So everything's pretty tight as I gather, as I understand it. But, um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, I would love to, you know, maybe <clears throat> do, do some more digging on this to see, okay, how much of this was, eh, okay, it could be done. And how much this was... Eh, I don't think so. And how much this is all? Oh, that's just total BS. That's just total Hollywood. That's not going to happen that way. That doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, um, all in all, <clears throat> I did enjoy it. <clears throat> um, and if you're really into that kind of movie, um, and if you if you if you like Tom Cruise, go for it. If you like that kind of you know kind of a uh, military movie, yeah, go for it. As I understand, though, that um, what I did like about it was that the liberals hated it. You know, America fighting. Army, the jets, the explosions, they hated it. And also, it was an interesting thing about it is, in its first two days alone, as I understand, it hit $100 million in profits. And then by that Monday, as I understand it, um, or is it by Tuesday, it hit $156 million, which is, I guess, broke some kind of record, I think. So, um, yeah, I got a kick out of that. So, um, uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, so um, that's what's going on. So, um yeah, Top Gun, um, I'd probably give it, uh, you know, out of four out of five stars, I'd probably give it a good four. It was, to me, worth my price of the ticket. I enjoyed watching it. The action was kind of cool. Again, Tom Cruise, not my biggest fan. I'm not my biggest star or whatever. But um, 
it was okay. I enjoyed it. And also if it means upsetting some liberals by paying money to a movie that they hate, yeah, it's, it's just the cherry on the cake. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, this is Dale. This has been From a Particular Point of View. And if you would like to email me responses, comments, questions, you know the drill. Please email me at watercoolercomments at gmail.com or watercoolercomments at hotmail.com. So until next time, this is Dale, and have a great day, and uh, have a good one. And uh, let's go, Brendan. Bye-bye.